Um, no, it's not on my list of uh, Victorian occupations, by the way. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the happy hashtagger. Uh, so, a lot of you are already going to know this. Um, we've had some very, very sad news uh, this week. A good friend of the of the podcast and us as individuals uh, sadly passed away earlier in the week. So, if we're a little bit more sombre than our normal jovial selves, then... That's kind of why. Um, I'll, I, I don't want to go too much into um, into the details and everything. But if uh, if you if you don't know Sharon, um, figments made on uh, social media. Um, she was a wonderful person, a huge part of the community, and um, meant a lot to a lot of people, uh, especially within the the Fools with Tools crew. Um, so, yeah, if uh, if we're a little bit more sober this week, that's why. Um, that being said, we're still going to try and do what we do as best as we can. I'm kind of um, sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, I've only just started this one, so... Um, but, yeah, so we're going to go through, like, what we've been up to this week. It's probably going to be a lot shorter than normal. But, uh, Al, do you want to um, make a start? Um, yeah, I'll probably steal Brett. Uh, I've been attempting to sleep for the past few days. Uh, it's <laughs> right. been a bit of a challenge. Um, but so yesterday, Saturday morning, um, I was like, I got up. I was like, oh, yeah, right. I'm going to go out. I'm going to pick all the apples. It's going to be a day of kind of um, harvest and kind of, you know, real positive attitudes. And I'm going to pack all the wood away that's left from the table into the shack now that it's empty and all this stuff. And then it just torrential fucking rain from like six o'clock in the morning so it just totally yeah. put shit to all my plans <laughs> um so i ended up just uh weirdly taking apart a set of headphones because all the the leather was starting to perish on them and every time i put the headphones on i was just covered in like little bits of leather um <laughs> and i was like oh, i'll fix these up and the more i got into it it was just like uh, a deeper and deeper pit of these are not fixable yeah so i've now got two little ear modules and i'm going to think about what to do with them i think i might make my own set of headphones because the actual the actual tech is really really good it's a really good quality pair of um sony like high definition headphones yeah but it's just the physical parts fucked so i'm gonna try and repurpose them or potentially try and put them into my ear defenders i was gonna say yeah you have like a pair of yeah actual really good quality headphone ear defenders that would be cool yeah that'd be very or you could do like a um, like turn a because you've got a wood lathe, haven't you? Yep. Yeah, you could turn like a the outside shell Ooh. and then put some foam bits on and have like some really comfy, like full wood headphones. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, yeah. Because the, the the sound quality is great, but I need to re- just repurpose all the foams and everything in the <clears throat> the headband. And I was thinking, do I come up with a whole new style and like you know yeah. reimagine headphones for something that suits my need? Oh. <gasps> Do you know what you could do instead of like I, I know I said turn some really beautiful ones. Put but... them in my Jane hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love my Jane hat. It's so comfy. It, it was cold today, so that's why I've got it on. Um, but you could uh, you could turn some like just like, really simple blanks uh, to actually fit them in. But then on the outside, just pe- have a massive set of googly eyes. So from the Ooh. side, you look like your um, uh, your mascot. 
<laughs> That's a good shout. <laughs> when, you, when you were doing that with your hands, Steve was doing the "you're crazy" yeah. uh, eight-year-old symbol. Um, <laughs> I thought you meant yeah, and you could turn like Princess Leia hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the headphones. That'd be but, brilliant. Yeah, that's that's been the limit of my uh, my creativity this week. I've I've just started another new build. Actually, um, it's not going to be filmed this one because it's for my goddaughter. It's her birthday's coming up, um, okay. and <clears throat> obviously, given the current situation, especially in Leeds, you're now no longer to visit any anyone in a different household anymore. Yeah. So they're going to struggle having a birthday party. So I'm going to do them like um, some tents that they can have like sleepover in. Awesome. Her and her sister. Um, and just some like really nice wooden tents with like canvas and lighting and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and what's nice as well, it'll hopefully be with the oak that's left over from the table. So yeah. it's like still part of our kind of friend group. Um, and I've just tied up the plans for that. So nice. That's, that's... Um, weirdly enough, uh, one of your previous spiffies. Um, the the Russian guy that built the um, big cabin, Advoko um, makes. That's the one. Uh, he popped up on my newsfeed this morning, and I watched him. You know the like the Finnish um, log torch thing where yes. they split the split a, a round and start a fire in the middle of it. He had a just a bit of pipe that went. Yeah, I've seen that one with the, with the pipe. Yeah, <laughs> heating up his tent with that. I was like, that's fucking genius! It's so simple. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you could you could do that as well. I'm I'm not sure how. I would, uh... Oh, just to be clear, these she's like four years old. This is an indoor tent. <laughs> I'm not Prob- making a tent for outdoors. Yeah, in, in October <laughs> in the north of England, it's like an indoor, like more like a den, I guess. Yeah, yeah, cool, like a play tent. Exactly like a play tent. Nice. Uh, cool. Sounds like a good week. Um, Brett, what about you? Will. Um, so yeah, same as Al had a bit of a rough week as far as sleep and creative energy goes. Um, you know, I think Tuesday, no, it was Wednesday morning, uh, when I received, uh, the news from Sharon's sister, um, it took me for a bit of a loop and... I know we're not going into a ton of details because most of the people that are listening to this are very aware, but it hit me quite a bit harder than I was expecting. Um, Not to say that I wasn't aware of the impact, but more just uh, like things got too real. So it, it really took a couple of days for me to kind of get my head back in order and then to kind of come out of this and, and not, you know, sound too sad about it. I realized that a lot of the times when, when I've dealt with this in the past, what's really good for me. And it's something that I talked to Ellen about was like, it's actually a really helpful thing for me to get things back in order because there's disorder things that I'm unable to control. So she was doing the same thing before we had even chatted where I got, you know, as motivated as I could. I went over to the cabin and just kind of sorted things. Like I have all these scraps and all this these piles of wood from the the previous owners and the, the ship shop was a little out of sorts. 
So I kind of just got things back in order. I started cleaning up some of my email stuff and just felt like I was, you know, putting out all these little fires that had, that had been smoldering around me. And it was really helpful because it got to be with my thoughts and yeah. it was very quiet, you know, listen to some music, but try and be productive or, or at least just get things, regain some order. Um, I got to do the podcast with Garage Avenger. Nice. Which was great because Justin's a really good guy, and uh, yeah, it was just a fun time. Like we had a pre-show chat too earlier in the week, where we wrapped back and forth about you know making and life, the universe, and everything. And it was a it was a great time. And even though uh, you know we have our podcast, I got to do the full blast one recently. Justin has a different approach. And I, I really enjoyed his, uh, you know, he did a bunch of research and was asking me very specific <laughs> questions. And yeah, it was a fun time. We, we got to chat about some things. <laughs> you mean I feel it was like... organized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I feel like, uh, yeah, he was he was pretty damn organized <laughs> and asked ask questions that I don't know that I've really been asked uh, before by anybody else, be it yeah. you guys or, or anybody else in the community. Um. That was that was a good one, and then uh, I'm I'm trying to be a little bit professional about the whole makers camp thing that's happening next weekend. So just a yes. few days after this gets released, because I'm doing Friday and Saturday, and you know doing it without actually being on site or, or like yeah. at a class, it was a little. Uh, confused about what I would do and how the hell I would do it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I talked to Jess to see if she wanted to get involved. Cause that was the plan, right? We were going to yeah. redo what we did last year if the event was still going on. So I think what's going to end up happening is she's going to be able to sit there and kind of help do camera and answer questions or keep chatting with people. And we did kind of a dry run last night to see if I could do a hook in an hour with decent sized stocks so that it's like easy to see, you know, yeah. on camera. So, uh, like, can I achieve that in an hour? Have I gotten decent enough to be able to put one of those together um, <laughs> in the time allotted? And also, you know, explain the processes at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, uh, might try and do one more dry run this week, which is, I know I, I try and stick to this two week schedule thing to put a video together and, and get something yeah. out there for my own, you know, trying to maintain a schedule or, or keep on sharing the creativity and whatever, but like considering, you know, honestly, considering how this week has gone and with all the other shit that I've got going on, I don't really know why I hold myself so responsible for putting stuff out there like that. I was going to say, like, I, I love the fact that you're not only have you already planned what you're going to do, but you've done dry runs and you're, you're you know, really considering all of this. When Whenever we do live streams at The Forge, it's a case of we'll decide what we're going to do, like, maybe the day before to make sure we've got the stock. And then normally about half an hour before we actually um, like fire up and start doing what we're going, what we're supposed to be doing, Al changes his mind and decides he's going to do something completely different. Uh, normally, something that I have no idea what 
the processes are. So I have to kind of like try and explain what's happening whilst mm. also trying to figure out what's happening whilst he's going whilst he's doing it. Normally he doesn't even know what's happening. So that's yeah, it's it's been good. It's been interesting doing that. But mm-hmm. um but well, yeah, that's I, a lot I just go gonna on. say that's a, a lot of kind of uh pressure to put on yourself. And I think one of the great things about doing the live streams is they don't have to be completely polished. I mean, you look at when we did ours uh, on the blacksmith knife and Al just threw it from the forge and it, it landed in the quench tank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, here's, here's what's come out of this whole thing. Like I'm excited to do the makers camp. I like that. We're all going to try and make this virtual thing happen because it's, it's unfortunate that we're not able to do the event on site. So I like that we're trying to wrangle everybody together to yeah to still have some fun and share with some things. Um, considering the the dry run aspect that I'm trying to do, just to make sure that it, you know I'm ready for everything, it has a lot less to do with trying to be regimented. Like I am not an expert, I am not yeah. a master smith by any means, but it was mostly like, am I capable of doing this? And there was a little bit of proof, or there was a little bit of uh, solace in proving that I was capable of doing it. You know, I was, I was kind of not fake chatting. I was, uh, Jess was like, talk to me exactly like, how you're going to talk to me. Tell me what you're doing, you know, jumping in and asking me questions about, you know, now I'm going to forge well, forge well, what does that mean? Okay. I should explain that for a quick bit. So knowing that I've gotten to the point after a couple of years of doing this, that I, I can achieve it. Yeah, you know, there's something really nice about that. <laughs> I don't mean to keep harping on the fact that, like, the last few days have been pretty shit. So it felt like a bit of a win. And, you know, you try and maintain that good attitude amidst all of this this stress and this nonsense going on around us. It was a bit of a reminder. I'm trying to say this on, like, a positive yeah. note, that with everything else that's gone on, specifically this week and then the other garbage heap that's existed for the last couple of months you got to take these moments to recognize that like i spent the last couple of days putting things back in order i get to feel a little bit better about my space and and the things that i have control over and then actually putting the hammer to the anvil last night and getting one of these things done which steve you have to understand this that when you do these demos or, or you prep for these demos and you actually make the thing like yeah. you achieve it. So I, I got done and I was like, okay, how long do we run? She's like, ah, eh, there were a lot of hiccups and stuff, but like an hour and a half. And I was like, okay, yeah. well I can tighten that down a lot. But the hook itself that I made, I was like, that's what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, the, I think people massively underestimate how, uh, how difficult it can be to do something whilst explaining what you're doing especially if it's not something that you do regularly um we obviously get a lot of practice at it um at the festivals but um i don't know where it is like, i've normally got it on uh on my desk because i'm normally playing with it whilst we're talking but somewhere i've got the first ever arrowhead that i made mm-hmm. and i i did that after watching joe and al make a couple at one of the festivals and then a couple festivals after i was like bollocks to it, i'm gonna have a go and I put the stock in and um, and got it warming up. And literally, I there was no one else around at the time. Joe had gone off for 
um, for lunch. Al was looking after the the shop, and there was no one waiting to do a, a have a go session or anything like that. So I was like, okay, I, I don't need to worry about anybody watching what I'm doing. I don't need to explain what I'm doing. I can just have fun. And I think like on the first heat, a, a, a few kids kind of turned up, and I was like, oh, it's okay. I can I can deal with that. Um, and then like their parents turned up. And then because there was like seven or eight people there, more people started like coming over to see what was going on. So I'm having to explain how to make this arrowhead and like what I'm doing and what each process is and why I'm doing it like this and why I'm doing that whilst also trying to figure out what I'm doing and like got to the end, had something that looked fairly okay. Mm-hmm. Um, considering it was the first time I'd ever done a socket and the first time I'd ever done the, the actual arrowhead style, um, which fortunately is basically just a, a pointier leaf um so i kind of knew that part of the process but like being able to finish that and go like oh yeah here's this thing that i made and had and have all of them go that's really cool well you know uh, thanks for doing all that but then none of them realizing that the entire time there was a voice in the back of my head going fuck 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 um at least it was keeping rhythm <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> like fucking uh tires from uh, space <laughs> there you go. um but yeah so i i fully appreciate why you would definitely want to make sure that you can actually do the thing before trying to show people about it but uh so are you, are you going to do the the hook both both nights uh i was thinking friday we could do um like s hook j hook just general chat starter stuff that we would have done yeah. on site but maybe just spend a little bit more time talking about how those aspects feed into the other things, you know, Yeah. maybe give, just leave it a little bit more open for uh, intro to mediary blacksmithing chat yeah. banter yeah. while I, while I knock a couple of things out, maybe do brassing. Cause it would be really easy to just to throw one together yeah. and then brass it really quick and explain that since that is something that I have an affinity for. Um, because I'm not gonna lie, when I just want to say, like, when I first saw that you were on, like, the later, um, showing, I I instantly had this image of you in your workshop with the forge going, but just almost like as an atmospheric background thing, sat in like a leather wingback chair with Scully on the table next to you, and basically reading your story and it being like story time with Brett. This is how we wind down for the evening. That would be amazing. But it's going to be 4.30 in the afternoon for me. I thought it was 7.30. East Coast, Steve. Time zone. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget the Americas. There you go. So, Um, yeah, I'll be... I actually, I looked at the weather app, too, because I was like, please don't be 95 degrees. (laughs) And it turns out I might might luck out. I don't want to jinx myself, but it looks like... uh, here in a couple of days, we're actually going to get that little bit of autumn swing starting to no, kick. Nice. So, might be a bit more manageable. Either way, like, yeah, I I wouldn't say that I got a ton of creative stuff this done. This, oh my god, I wouldn't say <laughs> this I week creative things done this week. But I feel like we're kind of on the upswing. You know, I'm going to try yeah. and attack this coming week well, and have a fun you know try and actually enjoy the maker camp thing because we're gonna have people there and 
Uh, it's going to be the first time I feel like I'll interact with quite a few people, even though it's virtually. Yeah. No, that's Looking good, forward to all that and trying to fucking, you know what? Last bit. I'm sick of forcing myself to be productive for YouTube. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason. I have enough other responsibilities going on. And have you seen what? Laura's video this week? Yeah. Yes. And it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's so fucking brilliant. And maybe it's yeah. a timely, you know, it's it's such a timely or, or necessary thing to kind of hear right now. But like, <laughs> I've had enough talks with a couple of friends throughout the week just to chat about stuff that's been going on. Um, Laura's video is another reminder that, at least for me, YouTube doesn't pay my bills. Yeah. So holding it in this super high regard of this super responsible thing of producing every two weeks, I have other things that will cater better to me either making income or feeling more productive, whatever it is. So this whole nonsense about this pressure of YouTube, like I have a sponsor who's well, raid (laughs) sent me another (laughs) message. and was like, if you could get a video done by the 10th of October, you know, we'll give you a little bit of money. And I just sent an email back that just said, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of appreciate that because like, say, at the end of the day, you've got to take care of uh, what matters at the moment. And rather than just going like, Oh, I've set this task for myself and, it doesn't matter to anybody but myself, but I need to get it done. It, it can be fucking detrimental to your health. Yeah, um, and there's more important things to focus exactly. on. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, we, we're we quite looking forward to our um, our live stream thing as well because we're, we've, been, we've been talking about doing a, um, like a play day in the workshop for a while. Like part of my ever-changing role in the workshop has been to um because i i've been given a bit more in the way of responsibility um and me and al are, um are discussing business things a lot more often now as well and um, so part of the kind of thing is that if i see something that i think needs to change um i i talk about it and i will say like look this is a a problem this is a way to fix it let's try it sort of thing um so one of the things that we're going to be doing this week is having a play day so i've talked a little bit before about the fact that the moment i don't actually get to do a huge amount of forging um because a lot of the stuff i'm doing is like the copper work or the assembly or um office-based stuff and things like that um so for me it's just it's a chance to be able to actually get some some time on the anvil again um but also for for joe you know he um he spends so much of his time making the same three or four products over and over and over again. Um, and it, it's really stifling creativity. Um, and even for Al, like Al, Al only ever comes in and actually forges something when it's either we're really in the shit and you know, he needs to come in on a Saturday and, and make a load of stuff or um, it's because we've got a very specific thing that we, you know, like a, a prototype for something or, or something like that but it's not very often he gets to come in and just forge for the sake of forging. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we're not until like five o'clock our time on Saturday, um, we're going in at normal, um, like eight, eight thirty in the morning. Um, and we're spending the full day, 
mucking around and making what we want to make. So we're, I think all three of us are going to make axes, um, but it's just going to be really nice to have that time in the workshop where we're mucking around and we're enjoying ourselves and we're getting to make things that we want to make without there being pressure of, oh yeah, well, you can only do that if you've already made this long list of stocks sort of thing. Like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it, it's going to be good. But that also means that that's probably going to leak into what we end up doing for the live stream because we had a plan for what we were going to do. But as per usual, that plan keeps changing. Um, so I'm still not entirely sure what we're going to end up doing when we do our bit, but it will be it'll be fun, whatever happens. Um, but hopefully it will be. Um, yeah, hopefully everyone else will enjoy it as well. But uh, but yeah, so this week has been it's been shit um but it's also been very busy our end like it started off on on uh quite a good foot um i say good foot like uh if you haven't already listened uh alex my boss was on the full blast podcast um it was a brilliant job too yeah really really fun there was a couple of things that i wasn't sure if he was going to talk about that he did um and uh there's a couple of bits that even I I didn't know about him, so Jeff's done a sterling job on that. Um, oh, I, thought, I thought you meant like that you didn't have a chance to edit. Like, no, I'll <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, don't talk about those things. But th there was a few things where I was like, don't don't mention that thing and don't talk about that story. And and but even he afterwards was like, I I did drink an entire bottle of wine. Like he was halfway through a bottle of wine before they even started recording, um, and he was like, yeah, I'm. I kind of thought about it the next day and was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So it, it's fine. It's it's fine. And um, and having listened to it, it was it was really enjoyable. And I don't think there's anything that people don't already know about him, sort of thing, in terms of bad stuff. Um, yeah, but that was well, good. Specifically, but... the amount of you know horrible stories or or uh, <laughs> personal growth that he went through like yeah my takeaway from it was wow you went through all of that and came out on the other side to be you know the person that i met a couple of years mm -hmm. ago i didn't have any expectations that that's what he had gone through but man what a what a genuinely awesome human to me <laughs> having gone through all of that yeah i mean i think that's one of the fun things in the workshop is there's quite often comments and jokes that al will make referring to uh things that he's gotten up to in in the past and he'll make the joke it will go straight over joe's head because joe just has no concept of what he's talking about and and i'll just give a, a little like wry smile or laugh like yeah yeah those were the days <laughs> it's like let's carry on and work and not talk about that anymore mm. um but yeah it was uh it was good um but Obviously, because it's Al, he um, he didn't have a mic or headphones or anything to record with. So I had to run over at half seven. Uh, to they, they were recording at eight, so I had to run over there at half seven. Took my, uh, my setup for him, uh, but he'd left his charger in the office. And we were going back and forth. And he was like, well, I could just do it on my iPad. That's got a charge. I was like, no, because that doesn't have a mic. And you can't plug this mic in. And trying to teach Al about technology was a nightmare. That's why at a random, like, 40 minutes into the podcast, I suddenly appear because I'd had to leave his house, go back to the office, take it back to his house, drop off the charger, and then go home. 
Um, nice. So, yeah, if you're wondering why I suddenly appear in the podcast, it's just because I was an idiot. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we did that. Uh, we, um, we've we been trying to get a... We wanted to get a newsletter out for the beginning of September, and obviously we didn't even start working on it until last week. Um, so we've... Uh, We've been doing a lot of back and forth about that, and because uh, because Al wasn't entirely sure what he wanted to do with the newsletter or anything, um, there wasn't really a plan about how to to do the newsletter, and it almost became this whole thing of paralysis by analysis. Like, well, we've got to figure out this, and we've got to figure out that, and we've got to figure out this other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on my my kind of office day, I just went right, fuck it. I sat down, logged into the thing that we're going to be using, and just created a completely false newsletter that was just a bit tongue-in-cheek just putting in all of the possible things that we might want to talk about little brief descriptions little photos just so that i could get an idea of what it is how it could look and and all of that and even had to get into illustrator and had to message al to vent frustrations about how fucking annoying illustrator is when it comes to fonts um and uh and create like the, the little header and footer things for it and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sent that over to him. And the message I got back was basically, why the fuck am I supposed to write this newsletter when you can do it so much better than I can? I was like, <laughs> you're supposed to write the words. I can do the rest. Just do the words. Um, I mean, I know, I know you're kind of messing about just, just like knocking up a fake one and just yeah. struggling to, to kind of even just get it to work and lay it out on the content and stuff. But yeah. just from experience, things like a newsletter it's less about the actual letter itself and just more about the interactions you get. Yeah. So almost like the the content is kind of irrelevant. It's just that you're reaching out to someone. Chances are you've got their email address. Chances yeah. are they know who you are and there will be some form of interaction. Yeah. So stressing about like, like Brett, you were saying earlier, like worrying about getting a YouTube video out on time. It's like creating these unnecessary like, targets for ourselves mm-hmm. the just the fact that the newsletter exists and it's going to someone is already yeah. like 95 percent of the challenge yeah because the person receiving it's not going to be like oh jesus christ steve you've not set that type very nicely <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean they're gonna be like and let's oh, wow. it to you yeah well yeah listen to me then i'm gonna be a dick um but they're gonna be like oh wow there's a class on or they're doing a live stream or look at al's new range of extremely well-informed uh, uh, steak presses. You know, they, <laughs> the things that the people receiving it are not worrying about the things that you're worrying about. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it just try to tie in with kind of the theme of the conversation so far. It's like, don't stress it as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was kind of what I was trying to get across to him. It's like, mm. I, I can knock this up pretty quickly fairly nice looking and there are there are certain things that i'm gonna stress about and i'm gonna think about that he wouldn't um but if he gives me the the information that needs to go in there i can i can tie it up i can make it look good i can worry about all the things that he doesn't need to worry about Mm. and send it over to him for kind of a um the final tick sort of thing and then it can get sent out really quick and simple and i think it, it was just this this thing where we built it up so much and it was just completely unnecessary. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, we've also done a little bit of filming um, this week. So the next Forge video, speaking of not putting things out on YouTube, uh, the next Forge video will be coming out 
sometime next week, probably around the same sort of time as this, uh, depending on how quickly I get the edit done. Um, but uh, it's all to do with, uh, so we made a, like the barbecue carving set. Um, so a, a decent sized meat fork, um, a full steel knife and um, used it on the barbecue. And we've collaborated with a guy called James Wetlaw, who's a friend of the forge. Um, and he runs this thing called Cabrito Meat, who uh, are a goat seller. And without going into the whole story, there's this thing called Goattober that started about 10 <laughs> years ago, um, which is it's just an excuse to get people to try, th- try goat when they might not normally do it. Because the vast majority of people, especially in the Western world, if you say goat to them, they think either goat curry or well, I'm not going to eat that because that's you get goat milk, but that's it. But half the problem <laughs> is that uh, to 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 get your goat milk, you have to have a a goat that's lactating, which requires a pregnancy. Generally, it's a 50-50 split on boys and girls, and billy goats are worth nothing for the uh, dairy industry because they don't produce anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're generally euthanized. Um, and a big drive of his is like, well, why are we killing off half of these animals when they could at least be being used for meat so they get they get reared and and sold and go into the meat industry rather than just being killed and and used as fertilizer sort of thing goats Um, like the most economical way to produce meat as well in terms of uh yield yeah per like energy input yeah and it's fucking delicious as well yeah like i because um he was saying about the fact that um in a lot of cultures, the word mutton is interchangeable between sheep yeah. and goat. Um, and like kid goat is like lamb, except I really don't like lamb. Lamb to <laughs> me, I don't like the taste of it, but goat tastes oh, so fucking good. It's weird. I like, I've, I've, I've actually encountered the opposite of this in that I've, I've wanted to eat goat, but mm. in the UK, a lot of goat is actually just mutton. Yeah. So if you go yeah. to like a Caribbean restaurant and it's curry goat on the menu, it's yeah. not. It's just old sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the actual opposite problem. Like I'm having to try hard to find goat, whereas yeah. this guy's obviously trying hard to, to sell goat. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll send you a link to his website though because no, uh, no, it looked great. The, the stuff that you're grilling up. Um, yeah, it it's so it. nice, and it, it's all um, it's all uh, delivered as well. Um, oh, so cool. they just chuck it in a box, and it it, it lasts really well. I mean, we had some delivered to the forge, and, and you just still... kill it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was still cold when it got there, so it was great. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I got to do some striking this week, which was fucking great. Uh, was that I'll for put... the uh, the tools? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looked like you were enjoying yourself a little bit too oh, much. <laughs> and biggest... props to Joe for like re- like repositioning each time because you yeah. were just wailing. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Well, this is the thing is because normally when when it's uh, like Smith and striking, it's like strike reposition the tool check yeah. it make sure it's okay right okay go again and it's kind yeah. of like yep yeah. it's vocal. And a big pause. yeah and yeah. it's a real big pause but this it was just like i mean i, I think it, i don't think it was actually in the clip but joe just said like right fire at will so like, okay and then just got to wail on it as as much as i wanted um and you can see how much abuse the tooling had taken because that that bit of round bar that had a really flat spot on the top <laughs> by the end of it was h13 and it was like I, I feel quite good now. <laughs> I've dented some H13. Um, so yeah, that was that was great fun. Um, 
The other thing this week is uh, today Ellen has finalized the treasure trade. So hopefully by the time everyone's listening to this, you'll have already have social media stalked your fellow trader and have loads of ideas for what you want to uh, make for them. Or if you're anything like me, you'll go, cool. Now I have no idea what to make this person. Um, but I think this year is going to be uh, a good one. It's um, It seems like more and more people are getting involved every year, which is exactly what we want. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone comes up with for that. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I suppose the only other thing I was really going to talk about this week was the fact that we had, um, uh, we've spoken before about, or I've spoken before about the guys that we've got working in the forge now, Jimmy and Charlie. Um, Jimmy's coming up to doing three days a week now, rather than just the two. Um, and Charlie is at the point where he's actually going to be starting to do piecework. So he will get paid for each piece that he finishes um, because he's he's kind of on as almost like an, appre- an unpaid apprentice sort of thing. But it's just a nice way that Al can say, well, actually, at least you get a little bit of money and at least you know then what that money is rather than just chucking him 20 quid here and there sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit more structured and it means that um, there's an incentive for him to get faster cleaner forgings um consistently sort of thing um and and the great thing about um both those guys is uh jimmy actually started out doing a axe making workshop with us three years ago before he went to hereford and and did that um and charlie also did a axe making class with us um the day he turned 16 um because he was super excited about and like he really wanted to do blacksmithing and I think it may have actually been a little bit before he was 16, but as far as the insurance company is concerned, it was the day he turned 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and and seeing like the fact that both of them have stuck with it and they've wanted to come back to uh, the workshop because of the the influence that, um, that Al, Joe and myself have had over them um, and their kind of uh, their trajectory in life. To mean that they've gone, they've gone away, and they've come back, and they've wanted to, um, to to work with us again. They've want, you know, they've want to work with Al specifically because he is very good at what he does, um, and he's obviously got a a lot to uh, to give and a lot of influence um, that he can offer on people. Um, so it was really nice, kind of seeing that sort of um, that reaction from them, and and seeing uh how they're taking more and more of that on board um it's been really good um i mean just just watch just watching like the the forge videos and hearing al talk about like the nuances in some um like facets of 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 copper in a ladle yeah you know you can tell that that's his passion and obviously that's 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 kind of uh, an artifact of of his jeweler days yeah, it's that lovely kind of attention to detail, but it's that genuine. I hate using the word passion because I hear it. <laughs> I hear it in branding every fucking day. Like we're yeah. passionate about male incontinent pads. Um, it's <laughs> it, it. You can tell that that's why he loves it. Yeah, and, and it rubs off. It's not that he's like the ambassador for fucking blacksmithing, and no. anyone that goes in the, the the same building as him suddenly magically wants to become a blacksmith. It's because the way he talks about it. Yeah, and and by association, the way you talk about it and the way Joe talks about it. It's infectious, mm. and it it's it's rubbed off on Brett. It's rubbed off on me. It's rubbed off on people on the other side of the on the other side of the world. You know, um, yeah. because 
it's just simple, like heartfelt passion for for, for something. Yeah, the I, fact I, that he's brilliant at it helps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's that's a really good point. Though. Like, I, I think one of the, um, like. If, you, if you're being taught by someone that doesn't really care, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to go back into the, the whole school system debate, but like, if you're being taught by someone that doesn't really care about what they're they're teaching you, then it shows. It becomes uninteresting. You don't get excited about it like that. That um, that passion and that genuine excitement about what someone is doing—that's what's mm-hmm. engaging. That's what makes like that's what leaves a lasting impression. I can still remember um, conversations I've had with. Um, random guy that i met in a pub in i think it was actually leeds um and we started talking about uh i think he was wearing a um a 1984 shirt um and i made some comment about it and then we started talking about um brave new world which is Hmm. um yeah um and then we we both kind of because we were getting really excited about and really talking about and it's like have you ever read we by zami yipkin and then that reaction of like, oh my god, you're like the only other person I know that's seen that, and getting like super excited and really energetic. And I can st- I can remember so much of that conversation so clearly, despite the fact that I was half cut and you know it was a dingy shit old dive bar that we we're in, because there was that passion and that excitement. And I mean, obviously the shared experience helps as well. But seeing someone that's really passionate about what they're doing and has a genuine care in it has a massive Im- impact on it. And, and I think, um, I mean, we, we spoke about it a little bit in, in the pre-show. It's it's very easy to um, to forget that when you're that person that is yeah. passionate and exciting. Uh, I, I know I like it. Like, what does yeah. it matter to anyone else? It's like, yeah. well, no, it rubs off. Yeah, exactly. And, and when you start talking about it and you get excited and you're like, oh, yeah, this thing was really cool. And blah, blah, blah. And like, because it's it's this weird thing where you're just in your own little bubble of like ah this is fucking awesome you don't realize that that the effect that that has on other people and it, it makes people go off and 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 do things and, and be excited i mean like getting um getting messages from people um two three years after they've done a a 15 minute have a go session at a festival with me um making a nail and a couple of years later getting a message off of them saying ah look at this thing that I've just made. Cause after doing that session, I went and set up a set up my own forge sort of thing <laughs> because that, and, and it was something that they'd never even considered doing before. Um, like that's hugely impactful. And it's so easy to forget that we all have this, this ability to, um, to be a, an influence on other people. Um, both a, a positive and a negative one. Like if it's that that old thing of if you're just constantly moping around, going, oh, "Everything's shit. That's shit. I I fucking hate doing mortars and tenon joints. They're they're the fucking worst. I'm never going to do them because they're fucking awful." That's like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you're if you're always like that, then people that interact with you are gonna. A, they're, they're going to be put off you, but also they're going to be put off that thing that you're talking about. Even if it's a, a subconscious thing, they're going to have in the back of their head, they're going to go, oh, yeah, I don't really want to do more than 10 in. Oh, fuck it, I'll just pocket hole it together sort of thing. Like, it's it, it it's this weird thing of, of 
I would consider it a, my responsibility when I'm um, uh, when I'm talking to anyone, whether it's uh, a, just a, a member of the general public or whether it's um, it's a close friend. I consider it as responsibility to to think about what I'm saying. And don't get me wrong, like I I fuck up on that point all the time. Like the amount of times I've I've caught myself being um, shit around friends and just moaning complaining oh this fucking job's crap i fucking hate working here or whatever like that that negativity can easily rub off on someone else the same as that positive energy can can really um i hate saying rub off on someone else because i always get this <laughs> fucking 14 year old in my in the back of my head going <laughs> rubbing off um but i i think like I think we do have a, a responsibility to kind of to to think about what what we're putting out there in the world because everything you do that's seen by another person has some sort of influence over them, um, whether it's a, a, a like I say whether it's positive or negative. Like it's even if it's the minutest little thing, it can still have um, an impact on them. Yeah, I th- and I think. There's a couple of other facets to it as well. Um, if you're like passionate about something, if you care about something, if you love mm. something, <clears throat> that can rub off. If it's something yeah. boring and, and the, the other person doesn't like it or care, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, but, uh, Brett, there's many a time you've kind of just shunned people off because, you know, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe this channel is not for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and rightly so, because you can't please everyone all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like, are you good at it? Mm. You know, are you good at it? Um, and I mean this from both sides of it. You're good at it and maybe you don't know and someone just seeing you be good at things is an inspiration and, yeah. and rubs off on them. Like me just taking things for granted, like knife skills. Yeah. And then having people like reach out to me and like, oh my God, how do you do that? And and, and <laughs> it's just something that like is almost muscle memory to me and it, it's, yeah. it's not even anything I would think about. Or, you know, flavor profiles or design something you know it's just it's just second nature but like know your audience not everybody yeah. I, again I, I think i alluded to it last week that like, i just assume too much i assume everyone is a good, as good as me everything and everyone knows everything that i know yeah. so I, i'm always just kind of taking everything for granted <clears throat> but there's a third facet as well and it's just like do you believe it because you don't have to be good at something to influence someone no um and this this was a real kind of penny dropping moment for me at, at Jimmy's at the blacksmithing class, like the fact that I was even allowed to help teach a blacksmithing class, <laughs> and I'd been on an anvil twice in my life prior to that, because um, <clears throat> it wasn't because I was good at blacksmithing. I, I had absolutely no skills, but what I did is I believed in what was happening, mm. and I don't mean like Neo, even if I do <laughs> like John Wick at the moment. Um, I I don't mean like have faith i just mean like i trust in what's going on yeah i trusted in what rory, rory was doing i understood it yeah and therefore like the belief in it was passed on to others so mm-hmm. it, it, it's it sounds a bit like a cult it sounds a bit religious that's not what i'm getting at um this isn't <laughs> like going with um fucking illuminati um it, it don't feel that you just have to be good at something to have an, to, to have an effect on people yeah mm-hmm. um you can either be passionate or believe in it and it will it will it will have the same effect. You can spread yeah. messages, you can reach out to people, and you can talk to them even if you're not an expert. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's kind of a that's 
particularly pertinent at the moment like there was a conversation in the uh facebook group um because people um there's the, the whole imposter syndrome with uh the treasure trade in that people are going <laughs> oh well i've just looked at the at my treasure traders um work and oh my god they're so much better than yeah. i am at this at what they do i'm, I'm never like, going to be able to knit a jumper as good as they do it's like yeah knit them a jumper. <laughs> exactly yeah like or i'm do, sure and it will be incredible different and... yeah and and the thing is, is everyone's their own worst critic and, and all of that but like i uh i can remember not so long back um uh rich martin uh wood seats wood seats wood seats um did a, a blacksmithing course and I love, I love Rich, but he is, it, I think it was the f- second time he'd ever been on an Anvil. I think he'd done like one have a go session or something like that before. Um, and he made made a thing and it, it it was great. Like for a first timer, it's, it's still fucking you. Like anything you can do on your first attempt is always going to get a thumbs up from me. Um, but what he didn't realize is the effect that that had on me. That made me go, fuck yeah that's really cool that's actually made me really want to go out and 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 fire up the forge and do something because he was so excited he was so happy he was so proud of himself for for actually getting to do this thing it's like you don't need to be um the best blacksmith the best joiner the best uh ceramicist the best glass blower the best whatever you just need to be excited about what you're doing and it, it can have a huge impact. I mean, it's like the, it's funny you say about um, you teaching on, on Rory's class. Like I, I would consider myself to be a, a, a fairly good blacksmithing teacher. Um, I do not consider myself to be a pretty good blacksmith. I'm fucking awful at blacksmithing, but I can teach it because I, I can t- I can put things in a way that people understand. I can do this, but mostly because I get excited about it, and I get excited about seeing that moment of recognition in someone's face when they go, "Oh shit! Now, now I understand why you hold the hammer like that, or why you do this, or you know, I I, I understand why that mistake kept happening now." And and have, being excited and passionate about that is what makes me a good teacher, not the fact that I'm a great blacksmith because I'm I'm not. Um, and I think far too many people get so caught up in this idea of needing to be a um, a master craftsman or a master whatever, and being able to produce the perfect joint, or the as in woodworking joint, not as in roller, um, like the perfect thing, that they forget that that's not what the vast majority of people are interested in. Most people are just interested in in the process and and being able to to have a go at a thing like that's 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 the influence there yeah well i think the the example that we're using of of say alex um especially having listened to the podcast one of my favorite parts um which i don't know if, if it was just timing thing but or if i'm projecting my own uh week on this but he mentioned uh, like the old ways of doing things and how there was this, I don't think it was the axe making guys, like the Grinsforth Brooks guys, but he and Jeff had a quick little moment where Alex was saying, you know, the old ways of doing things, the the way that the old craftsmen approached and how they talked and interact with you or, or whatever, how it was a bit condescending or 
<laughs> you have to be this good to, to talk to us. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff is like, oh, yeah, that's a banner over here. You know? Yeah. The. I'm not going to say I know a lot about Abana as a, I don't know, as a culture. I don't even know how to yeah. refer to them. As an entity. As an entity, yeah. So what I've gotten out of, say, the blacksmithing community has been nothing but support and enthusiasm, right? Mm -hmm. And in the same way that, uh, you know, I, I look at my few times that I've been able to be in alex's forge with you guys there is a constant stream of supportive excitement you know something that goes mm. well or i know i know the days that i've been there have been geared towards we're gonna have a fun day we're gonna play around with metal and, and do dumb stuff but we're gonna try and make something and alex has also imparted some wisdom on me every single time i've been around so between the axe making classes and the times over uh, on your side of the pond, it's just enthusiasm. Like mm -hmm. I don't get the same enthusiasm and positivity out of say these older, saltier, you know, more traditional or, or like more of that attitude of you have to be this big to, to talk yeah. or, or yeah. to impart your wisdom on anything. Like, it is a good example of how like Alex is extremely talented and I think we're all aware of that. Right. And we, we've seen time and time again, the stuff that he's come up with or produced, but he never plays that card. And, mm. and he always, he, he was enthusiastic with everybody that was over there the last time. Right. Our little after forging sessions, like everybody that there that was there had <clears throat> an amazing time. And just fed off of the energy, and it it creates this this motivation, right? Oh man, I can do more. Like Ellen suddenly is forging knitting needles, <laughs> you know. Yeah, not a not an ounce of fear in the approach. Just like we're gonna fucking do this, right? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, and you've never even used a power hammer or done any of this, but it doesn't matter. Like let's go, and it it ekes out through all the cracks and gets into everybody's attitude. And you, you just become like, there's so much less doubt or self doubt because you, you start to see these other people just achieving goals or you start to meet these extremely supportive people and their energy is really good. And it's not about being the best craftsman at whatever the thing you're, you're passionate about. It's about the passion. Yeah. And nothing else. Like, Anybody that I've met that holds on to this, you know, I am successful because I am the best at the thing that I do. I don't feel like I ever make a genuine connection with that person. I feel like the the interaction there is always, I am amazing. You're meeting me. Maybe you rap about a couple of things, but I never walk away from those conversations feeling motivated to no. do what they do or maybe try out something because there's such this air of... uh you would have needed to start it 20 years ago to get to yeah. where I am. Whereas Alex is like, oh, so you've been forging a little bit on your anvil in like a shit forge. Okay, let's make an axe drift. Like, what? Yeah. He didn't, yeah. I, I know it's kind of ridiculous by, by uh, 
craftsman standards, you know, like, hey, you should maybe make 100 nails before you, you do the next thing. But Alex didn't care because he was embracing my passion for it. Yeah. And then I mean, you helping me through everything and like constantly making suggestions, how I could bet get better, more efficient. I hit a moment last night of working on the hook thing where, you know, I was just starting to talk the process out and Jess was like, okay, well, why do you start with that side as opposed to the other? And I go, well, because Steve told me that if I'm doing this forge welded barb thing, I should start with that because if I don't get that correct, there's no use doing the rest of it. <laughs> or yeah. if I start on the other side of it and get everything perfect and then cock up the forge weld, yeah. just ruined you know all the work that I've done. So even these little moments were like, you were never mean. You, you've thrown some shit my way just as a friend of mine of being like, oh, you're teaching a class? You really <laughs> think you're a teacher? <laughs> well, <laughs> piss on you because, yeah, I do think I can, I can communicate uh, my passion well or I understand yeah. certain processes well. But no, I'm not going to show you how to do mortise <laughs> and joinery on steel making, you know, fire forge stuff all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I can make an S hook and I can probably tell people how to do that. Yeah. Uh, but you, I, I say that as like, you were always just kind of ribbing me about it because hmm. it was like, you understood that I was passionate and I wasn't going to stop. Yeah. And it was never you throwing judgment my way. You were always willing to share your knowledge with me so that I yeah. can hopefully continue spreading that outwards. Yeah, it, and like obviously, there's always a an element of just giving you shit for the sake of giving you shit. But yeah, you have to. it it was it's never a case of you're doing this wrong. I don't think you should do it anymore. It's always a case of I noticed this one thing. Maybe try working on this, or maybe try doing it in this way, or whatever. Like it's that whole thing of constructive criticism. If you if you see someone that's got passion and that actually wants to progress and do something like it. the and and the fact is you'll listen if if i just said to you oh well actually if when you're doing it why don't you try doing this instead of, like the um uh the bullpen thing like right well why why are you using that side of the hammer turn it over use that side well because it's smaller and it doesn't make any sense yeah. and then explaining it to you and you're going oh okay let me try that trying it and going oh fuck that works that's brilliant yeah thanks that that helps as opposed to um, some people that you you turn around and say, right, well, try doing it this way because that's whatever. And then going, oh, no, fuck you. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to carry on doing it like this or yeah. just completely flat out ignoring it. And, and people that actually have passion and that actually want to learn and progress tend to be a bit more willing to listen, I think. No, oh, but it's so beneficial and maybe it's something that, that we just overlook. You know, it's it's almost like what Al was saying earlier. There's some similarities where, you know, so often do we do we not pay attention to the things we are good at or, or yeah. the things that we're able to share with other people. And I think about some of these events specifically, right? Because it's it's one thing to be in your shop and make a YouTube video and we all share it around and, and hmm. You know, but there's so much stuff that is unseen or behind yeah. the scenes that it's maybe not even the fact that we don't want to share it. It's just that, you know, for the sake of making a video or something digestible, we don't just have the camera running all the time to see yeah. 
either the wins or the mistakes or I have a tenant a weird tendency that even when I'm by myself if something goes right like really goes right do a little happy dance it was yeah. in the the workbench video the camera was running the one that I did just recently um the camera was running and I just kind of like a couple little happy steps because I was like <laughs> holy shit it worked the way that I wanted it to right yeah so, you know, from an outsider's perspective that doesn't know me at all, who who's just maybe seen this video as a random thing, like they don't understand that the achievement like that, that there's no translation that like I'm amazing at what I do and see how perfect this worked out. Now yeah. I'm trying this the same as everybody else. The thing is you will you will never be able to stop me from being passionate or or challenging myself and then trying to achieve these goals. Now at these events which is where I started this comment, but these events, I feel like the people that got the most out of the events were the ones willing to, like you said, listen and be open to things, but be willing to share back and forth, regardless of where you stood on the craftsmanship hierarchy. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I can't, I've I've been to not a lot of them, but I've been to a handful of events where it definitely feels like um, you're not allowed to voice your opinion or you're not allowed to try anything maybe slightly different because yeah. we have to maintain who the boss is or who the teacher is. And instead of embracing the, the creativity and the passion, it's a little bit more about churning it out. Again, let's yeah. go back to the, the school system things, but it's such an old way of thinking about things. I yeah. feel like I have gained more from fewer people that are passionate, right? It's the quality over quantity thing. I have gained loads more in enthusiasm or passion or or they've rubbed off on me in some way. <laughs> more so than the, you know, educators I had in the past or, or these events that I've put myself in to learn something. And I end up learning from the janitor yeah. who starts talking to me about how well his broom handle is made because he made it himself. You know, like yeah. might as well have just paid the $200 to go and hang out with that person. I probably would have learned more. Yeah. I mean, like Although they have a good attitude and they clean up after everybody. Yeah. There, there is this weird um, thing. And thankfully nowadays it's starting to, um, at least in in my experience, it started to dissipate a bit more. Um, but this thing of, well, you have to have, you know, this qualification, or you have to be recognised by this guild before people will take you seriously. Um, and it seems more and more that people are, are letting their work speak for itself. Um, I mean, especially with social media, like now, you can be recognised as being a fantastic craftsperson for of whatever material you use based on the fact that actually you put your work out there and and people see it and people appreciate it and you know people might not be able to afford to buy a piece of work that you've done but they they at least appreciate and follow it whereas before it was always a case of um you know everything that was seen uh by the general public was put out via one or two guilds of of whatever craft it is that you're using um and i think that's that's kind of going now because like the the guy that um, taught me uh, the one of the, the last classes I did, he was a, um, before I got into blacksmithing properly, he was a, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it was, but like a, like a gold certificate from the 
from Baba or from the Wessex Blacksmith Guild or something like that. Bronze, bronze swimming certificate. Yeah, swimming certificate. exactly. Um, but he had this uh, certificate to show that he was he was a very good blacksmith. Um, and a few years later, I went to uh, a show and I saw a load of stuff that he was selling at his on his table. And I looked at all of it and was just like, this is all just like simple, basic trinket shit. It's not even particularly nicely done. It's not particularly nicely finished. I can see faults with it here, here, and here. You know, I can see hammer marks there and there where there's not supposed to be. Like, this work just isn't that good. And it's just like, you've just done one or two really nice pieces that you've entered to say, oh, I can pass this test because I've done this qualification. It's the, the, it's the whole thing of, um, I think we mentioned it last time, like, there is a big difference between being able to pass a driving test and being able to drive a car. And and th this is the thing, is it, it's that that thing of like, oh, well, I've got the certificate. That therefore means I'm great. No, actually, it doesn't. Like, you you need to constantly progress and constantly improve before you're you're able to to call yourself a, a master, whatever. Like, mm. e even down to um, food, like the amount of times I've seen chefs that have um, they've they called themselves like, oh yes, I'm an I'm an executive chef. I uh, my my signature disc dish is scallops, black pudding, and hollandaise sauce or whatever. And yeah, all right, okay. Well, can you can you cook me an egg? And they kind of go, well, yeah. And and they can't they can't cook a decent egg. It, like and it's that thing of like being able to do like <laughs> the most simple egg. thing. Yeah, you know, like whether it's fucking scrambled or poached or whatever, but yeah. like no, it's, it's so true. I remember a Floyd episode where he, he obviously Michelin Shard staff, star chef, fancy restaurants, yeah, you know, decades in the industry, and then he just went to some old grandma's house in like rural France and couldn't cook an omelet, and she just absolutely <laughs> ripped him apart. It's like <laughs> what the fuck are you making? Like that's yeah. an embarrassment. You call yourself a chef, yeah, <laughs> and, she, and she and she. And then she made an omelette and he had the whole ratatouille moment where like the camera yeah. just zoomed in his face and he just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Looking perfect. Um, but um, I, th I, th I think I think you're totally right, Steve. You, you just mentioned earlier well about about attitude being like mm -hmm. almost as and if not more important than like skill set. Um, yeah. And I, and I do see that happening more in not maybe not the corporate world is the right word, but the real world. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> people being hired because of who they are, not the yeah. certificate that they've got on the wall. Uh, and those values are just like so much more valuable. You know, yeah. how, what, what's, what's your integrity? You know, what, <laughs> what, yeah. what level integrity have you got? <laughs> not, not what grade did you get in your fucking degree? It's like, what, how, how, you know, what influence are you going to have on me? Yeah. How are you going to improve me by being, in your vicinity and, mm. and 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 is it going to be a two-way learning stream you know there's a very good reason alex has got you and joe around yeah and it's not just so he can teach you stuff it's because you're teaching him stuff and you're having yeah. him, the, that, that same positive influence on him as well yeah yeah i mean that that's the great thing about our working relationship is it's it is completely a a, a two-way street like we're we're constantly making i mean the amount of times where joe and al have been discussing something and they've been going back and forth and trying to figure out something. And I've just kind of come over and just offered a completely different point of view because, because I don't have those um, like that base knowledge that they have. And I've been able to go, Oh, actually, can you, what about doing it in this way? And they've gone, 
oh fuck that's that works really well actually that's mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a good idea let's do that um because you don't need to have that that certificate or that huge amount of experience to to be influential to have an influence over people simply by being passionate and and giving a shit that's that's enough to be influential and that is spiffing so um this week we are we're going to do something a little bit unusual um rather than going around and talking about um who we think is spiffing we're just going to spiff the concept of of going out and and trying to have that positive impact on people um and and what a difference it can make um so as kind of uh I get I guess in a in in memory of our friend um so you know go out there leave silly comments message people get involved it's it's a good thing to do um and yeah just just go get involved I think I think it's like a pebble in the water, right? Without using a, a terrible cliche, it's it, it might seem like a little thing, but looking back over the past few days of kind of how you can affect uh, people around the world in, in, in a really meaningful way, you know, maybe not in the biggest way and in the most impactful way, but in a really meaningful way, mm -hmm. um, little things can really make a huge difference. So yeah. as Steve says, if it's a little joke or, you know, one of Joel's memes that he's stolen, yeah. um, it all adds up. Um, and it might seem trivial, but please engage, reach out, say hi, comment on somebody's shit, you know. Um, I know Red's always pushing for the kind of the text me Tuesday thing. Yeah. Um, and it does make a difference. I mean, the amount of messages we've had to us three just rambling bollocks every week um, <laughs> saying that even a little, a little throwaway comment or a joke or a reference that one person would get, it would make, yeah. you know, a tiny little bit of difference in their day and make them see yeah. something a little bit different. I think it is worth yeah. a while. Yeah, I definitely. I, I think it's, it's this, it's this thing you, you don't need to, to Not everything change. has to be fucking profound is what yeah. I'm saying. Exactly. You don't need to change the fucking world. You can, yeah. you can make someone's day just by, a, a simple little thing or a funny little hashtag or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So my turn now, right? <laughs> um, I didn't give an audience, it's confusing. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, you know, after this week, it's been a lot of trying to focus on. Um, not being hypocritical with the stuff I've said in the past. <laughs> I know I have brought up things like, uh, you know, the make your life attitude and the, the positivity and trying to share the good vibes. Like, I guess more so, more so now it's, it's even more motivating to be like, man, there are just good people out there that do not yell and scream at how amazing they are. They make no point to try and put themselves above anybody else. And if anything, 
if anything is a is a massive example of what kind of good people exist in this world it's someone like sharon that was willing to give you not only the shirt off her back but any tool any advice any anything would absolutely bend over backwards to do anything to help anybody if she could and the i you know we're all seeing it now that the amount of people that she's affected or or touched at some point or been influenced by like it is outrageous to know what somebody can do with a short time I, I i'm not trying to you know reference the unfortunate stuff that happened but think about it like i knew her very early on in my youtube career and really it's been about two years two and a half <laughs> years and it gutted me mm. But I have to look at the flip side of that and go, I've known people for 20 or 30 years that, you know, I just don't feel like they've had so much of an influence or an impact on like whatever our friendship is, whatever, whatever kind of hilarious adventures we experienced together between, you know, working at Jimmy's place or she'd come up and pick up uh, Jocko and we'd get to see each other or... Everybody left her after one of the classes and I helped her get all the steel ready for her forge. We spent a couple hours like cleaning and then cutting steel so that she could make a forge. That came out of her taking the class, which came out of meeting Rory, which came out of meeting you guys through the zombie challenge. Like, Think of how all of this stuff has influenced every other event and decision and friendship and everything. It's mind-boggling when you try and break it down like that. And this has been like two to three years for me. Yeah. I I do not want to forget how meaningful and and how important those aspects of my life are. It's why I made the, the kind of giggly joke at the beginning where it's like, I don't care about putting out a YouTube video. I'm dealing with enough other stuff right now. I'm not going to make that something that hangs over my head. I care too much about... So many other things going on, and they're so much more important at the end of the day. So I want to know that the whole positive vibes, everybody trying to maintain good attitudes, be helpful, be you know aware of the people around you when they're either going through the rough time or the good time. Celebrate the wins, you know. Try and be supportive during the bad shit. Yeah, it's only going to help all of us. And like, man, you never know what could happen tomorrow. Fucking horrible shit happens on a regular basis. Why not make yeah. the best of it while we're here? It's yeah. super cliche, but it is so true. I mean, I think, um, I think, like you say, it's it's amazing the impact that um, that you can have on other people, and I think it's important to uh, to not forget that and to allow yourself to 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 get involved and to um, rather than deciding. Uh, I can't make a difference. Let other people make that decision. Put yourself out there. Be kind. Be helpful. Be involved. And share your shit with other people. Like, just fucking get out there. Um, because that's what it's all about. That's that's why we're all here. Um, uh, I'm not going to bother going into everything else. I think uh, the only thing I will say is one of the great things about this um as in the podcast has been 
we've got the the Facebook group and the um, the Discord channel, um, and they're great ways to get involved with things. Um, like the treasure trade, again, it's a fucking brilliant way to get involved. I'm not saying that you know you should definitely join ours or definitely join whatever, but find a group of people that you feel like minded to, um, and and yeah, get involved with them because it really can make a huge difference, not just to yourself but to many other people. Um, I think the yeah. treasure trade is 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 really poignant on that matter, Steve. Like any any letter, and you know, it's not just about <laughs> writing a hashtag. Um, any any correspondence with 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 a person that yeah. you know you didn't know before, and suddenly you can kind of open up to, yeah. is so profound and makes yeah. like I, I've got shells of shit people from around the world have sent me and every single one of them means something yeah um so don't think that like oh i didn't want to send you something it's just like a goofy little note or a goofy little letter or a sticker or something it all adds up and it's it's always worth it yeah i mean like for to just give one last example the best thing about um the first treasure trade that i had is the connection that i made with pete and the fact that you know I now know the guy, and and he now feels comfortable to yeah. You know, if if there's a group setting, he he can come up and and he can chat, and you know the fact that I now feel fortunate enough that I can consider him my friend. Um, Pete's a fucking great guy, and I wouldn't have got to know him without without getting involved in the treasure trade. The same with Fern um, last year. Like the absolute best thing about um, Fern's uh, gift to me, obviously the gift itself was brilliant. But she also included a little, um, a little, almost like a private vlog with a tour around <laughs> her workshop and and just a little bit about her. And I don't interact with Fern anywhere near as much as I want to and as as much as I should. But every time I um, I do, it always makes me feel good. She's a fucking great person. Um, no matter what you expect going into something like that there is always going to be a positive from it and you just have to make sure that you you open yourself up to those opportunities so and if it's not and if what you make is wank just throw in a load of sweets from your country because they always go down well (laughs) exactly uh and on that note i'm gonna say goodbye so we love you all and we will see you next week for more of this uh bye bye Bye.